Hello friends, and welcome back to a stillness. I have just curled up into a moment of stillness myself. Once again, coming at you from my bed in the evening, going to bed a little early, tucking under the covers. I have some books that I'm going to read bits and pieces of, like books that I'm not reading in order to read cover to cover, but books that I'm reading just for some insight, for some joy, for the lovely Love Shirley process of simply reading to enjoy. I have a steaming cup of tea beside me. Um, My sound machine is already on for bed in the background. And it's actually, it was, it's actually because of these things that I wanted to record. I wanted to bring a word, if you will, bring a download, however you want to think of that. Wanted to offer what has been offering me space for so many deep breaths recently. And so if that's what you need, just like a little love, a little affirmation, if you just need some kind words in your ears right now, that is what I'm hoping this episode will be for you. As you settle into your own space, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I invite you to take a couple deep breaths with me. To maybe slow down a bit with me. And then to consider that maybe you're not actually all that needy. But maybe what you need is just really specific to you. Maybe you are in need and it's completely valid that you are. I am not a big fan of purchasing things. Actually, let me take that back. I historically have been a really big fan (laughs) of purchasing things, which is why over various years of my adult life, I've adopted no-buy or low-buy practices. I have sought to break into the habits of shopping and spending that offered a bit of instant gratification, but absolutely no long-term gratification or um, really no long-term benefit. I felt like I got stuck in a cycle of forever purchasing and buying and then donating and then buying again. And even though it never brought me financial ruin, probably because I love thrifting, that's part of the joy for me, is like finding something at a really good deal. And um, yeah, especially thrifting, like things that are pre-owned, things that are kind of old and antique and vintage. I live for that. I love that. And, um, I just realized that I was kind of cycling through things in a way that no longer felt meaningful or intentional. 
And so for a while, I just didn't buy anything. I really didn't. I went a whole year um, without purchasing things that weren't on my list. And then I got a little more lenient, a little more flexible. And then the pandemic hit and I purposely began purchasing a lot more than what I was in the habit of doing because there were certain, you know, local restaurants, local bookstores and things that I wanted to stay open, that I wanted to survive the initial lockdowns. Um, and I know that it's with a lot of privilege that I even had the choice to, to really kind of vote with my money in that way. Um, and, and so now I'm like coming back from that. I'm like, okay, I don't just want to buy something every week. I, I don't like, that's not fulfilling. That doesn't align with my values or my future. I do want to be spending less money again, even though I never got necessarily in financial trouble for my thrifting shopping frequencies. Um, I do want to be much more careful with money. There's just other places that we want to put it this year. My spouse and I have some trips that we want to take and some home renovations that we want to do. And so, you know, at that point, every little thrifted candlestick really does add up. So wanting to be more intentional there. And I say all of this, this is like a huge asterisk, a huge caveat, but I say all of this because I have some really specific needs. I do. And once I embraced that, once I realized that it was not unreasonable for me to have needs, once I realized that maybe I'm not actually this needy person, but I just have needs that are really tailored to who I am, that's when I began to find a little bit of balance. And I began to specifically purchase things that help take care of me. And when I do that, when I have done that, then I've also found personally that I have way less of a tendency to just buy to feel fulfilled for a moment, for an instant. And instead, I tend now to, if I'm going to buy something, to buy things that add to this like quality of life, like that add to a functionality in my own life. And that's just what I want to share with you today. So first off, again, if you need to hear it, again, please allow me to remind you, there's nothing wrong with you if you have needs. Even if your needs feel really niche and specific and unique to you, even if your needs fall outside of a specific aesthetic or a lifestyle look, even if your needs seem extra or bougie. Because let me tell you what, I thought that for the longest time I had no needs, first of all, and that would be like <laughs> the trauma, the shame speaking, right? I will just make myself small and I won't speak up about what I need because that just felt safer or more intentional, more normal. 
And then when I was around people or when I finally found my voice where I felt like I could speak my needs, then, then I thought, hmm, man, I, I have so many, like, I'm so needy. Like, why do I just want to be treated like a freaking queen all the time? Uh, and today <laughs> I have realized that I actually have totally normal needs they aren't bougie. They just exist. The, some of my needs are a little bit specific, which is maybe why they felt so extra. But that like in reality, they're not actually this like above and beyond extraness. They're not entitled. They're actually just like really normal and fairly reasonable. And that maybe I expect to be treated like a queen all the time because I am one because I am a divine powerful sacred beautiful being and I hope you know that you are too so here's a couple purchases and other ways that I have taken care of my needs and how in doing so I've realized that they're not overly extravagant. They're not actually in any way demanding or particularly extra. They just exist and it's okay. Like that's a normal thing. Like, of course, of course I have needs. I'm human. So I'm going to talk about non-basic needs. If that wasn't clear from that intro, I'm, I'm not talking about needing shelter or needing food. I think there are a couple other things that I would argue are a human right, like health care and education. Um, but this podcast, at least currently, does not exist to get political so I'm talking more about those little nitty-gritty everyday in-between needs. I need noise while I sleep. I really, I for years, I've been a person who cracks a window open so I can hear crickets outside or turns a fan on um, so I can hear a fan noise while I sleep. And I finally, this year, earlier this year, invested in a sound machine that's also an alarm clock. I love this because it means that I don't have to reach for my phone to turn off my alarm so I can kind of wake up without my phone in my face first thing in the morning, which feels lovely. Um, I'm not sponsored by them at all, though I would absolutely be if they wanted to <laughs> sponsor this because this product really has been so life-changing. Um, it's called The Hatch. And it's advertised very much as like a for kids and babies kind of sound machine and like alarm clock. Um, but I liked it because it was small and because there's a little bit of, uh, there's a little light. So when my alarm goes off in the morning, it also like gently hits my face with some soft yellow light. Uh, there's a couple pre-programmed sounds, not a ton. I think there were I don't know, f seven or eight or so. And um, I personally listen to the rain one. And 
it has been so lovely um, to have a consistent sound in the background while I sleep. It has helped me fall asleep. It has helped me in the middle of the night when I wake up because I feel like I inevitably wake up even if it's just for like a split second, kind of like rolling over and then going back to sleep. But having that sound on has um, helped me sleep through the night and also helped me in those moments where I do kind of like wake up and roll over, fall right back to sleep. Um, this was a, I think, 60, maybe 70 dollar product. So it's not the cheapest. Um, but also such a worthwhile investment. And also so reasonable. Like it's so normal for humans to need background noise to fall asleep or for humans to want an alarm clock that's kind of, um, you know, soft, not like the old school ones that are like actual alarm bells <laughs> ringing next to your bed. And yeah, that's a need that I have that I've taken care of. And as I've taken care of it, I've realized it's so normal and so reasonable and something I will probably use the rest of my life. And I definitely did not need to wait this long to take care of myself this way. Um, but I did. I just did for some reason, right? I need to not drink very much caffeine. I so respect people who can drink coffee and then like go to bed 20 minutes later. My spouse is one of those people. I can have one cup of caffeine in the morning and I kind of like it. I like the little jolt that it gives me to some extent. Um, I also could happily live without it. I do not like how caffeine really anything more than like one cup of black tea in the morning. <laughs> makes my body feel. Um, and too much caffeine, as in two or three cups of even something relatively mild, like a black tea, um, like makes me really uncomfortable in my body, like in my bowels. <laughs> I'm trying to find a non-graphic way to say that caffeine uh, speeds so much up and just feels like it's literally running through me. Um, it causes my anxiety to go through the roof. Um, and it really does not wear off. I feel like other people with caffeine, they, it kind of wears off and then they, you know, maybe want a little pick me up like a second cup of coffee or whatever in the afternoon or something. And if I have caffeine, like, after 11 a.m., and for the record, I don't get up that early. I get up usually between 6 and 7, if we're more honest, maybe 7 and 8. Um, but, like, if I have caffeine mm, 3 to 4 hours after that, so, like, 11, 11.30 in the morning, it affects when I'm feeling sleepy for bed in at, like, 10 o'clock at night. I just... I don't know. Caffeine does something crazy to me. It seems to just like truly rewire me. Maybe that's the point. Maybe that's why other people like it. I am not a fan. Again, something that I've realized is perfectly reasonable, really normal. Um, and so I buy a lot of tea. 
Tonight I am sipping a favorite chamomile lavender blend. There's also some like Rubio's, some red tea and stuff in there, but mostly chamomile and then like lavender and honey flavored with the chamomile. And I love, 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 love that combination. It took me a long time to recognize that I had a right to love my decaf teas and I had a right to like want to try a bunch of different kinds and figure out what I most enjoy and gravitate towards and kind of play around with different blends and different kinds of herbal teas. Like there's herbal teas that are really fruity that have actual like dehydrated fruit pieces in them. And I really love to do those iced in summer. And then I really enjoy like cinnamon, um, chai, but without the black tea, like chai spiced teas that are herbal. Love those all through like fall and winter. And if we're honest here in the Midwest through like at least half of spring, I just love cinnamon flavor. But I I share all this because I think one, if you've gravitated towards this podcast in any way, I'm going to presume that you are also learning how to be compassionate towards yourself, learning how to find a stillness, learning how to cultivate space in your body for a slower, deeper breath. And so if, like me, <laughs> that there's a bit of that, at least, that brings you here to this beautiful shared moment together, I'm also going to presume that at some point in time you learned that it was unsafe to be still and that it was unsafe to take a deep breath, that it was unsafe to relax into the moment that it was unsafe to relax into your whole authentic self and being. And so if it, that is at all the case, welcome friend. Hello. It's like a freaking club up in here. <laughs> we are, we are breathing here. And sometimes even that deep breath is uncomfortable. Um, And let me tell you, it has been profound, truly deeply profound for me to learn what I love and to love it without needing to give explanation or almost like validation for why I love what I love. And it has been equally life-changing to recognize some of the needs that I have and to offer them to myself like I am someone worth investing in. I was recently, and now I feel, mm, this is why I probably shouldn't record from bed because (laughs) I don't have like notes or anything in front of me. (laughs) This is really just... It's like you're sitting here with me and we're just having an evening conversation. Um, but there's a therapist online that I've recently begun following the work of. Um, when I 
remember who I'll put who in the show notes and I apologize that I can't remember now, but it was through them that I was introduced to the idea of a glimmer, which is like the opposite of a trigger. So when discussing trauma, triggers are the things that kind of revert our brain back to a fight, flight, freeze, fold, fawn response. And it triggers that response because it in some way, the trigger itself in some way, is reminiscent of the trauma. A glimmer, which is the idea of like the opposite of that, is something that starts a response that feels like joy or love or peace or happiness. So something that is like the opposite of feeling geared up to fight or flight, freeze or fold, or fawn. It's like the thing that spurs us towards authenticity and fulfillment and satisfaction. And as I've been introduced to this idea, I have begun to see it, these glimmers showing up when I feel cared for, when my needs are met. Like I get a little glimmer when I click on my sound machine and crawl up into bed and there's that little like moment of a familiar, consistent, in my opinion, just luscious, (laughs) lovely, gentle rain sound in the, in the background. Um, or as I sit here with some books on my lap, I also have a little book reading light. This was another little like quality of life purchase (laughs) that I made, um, I don't know, probably half a year ago at this point. And it's just a little rechargeable LED, tiny little like um, adjustable reading light. And I keep it on my bedside table with my pile of books. Because I'm never ever reading one book. I'm only ever reading a pile of books. My spouse pointed this out to me the other night and he was like... (laughs) What's up with that? Like, I don't know. I'm just never reading only one. Again, it's like the people who can drink coffee and go to bed. Like, I admire people who can just commit to one book and just read one book cover to cover. No interruptions with other books. It's just not how my brain seems to enjoy reading or making connections. So here we are. But the point is, because of that, I have this, like, stack of books with bookmarks in all different places. And then I have this little clip on reading light and I could just clip it on to whatever book I'm reading that week or for those two or three nights in a row and it was such a simple purchase such a simple thing and yet and yet it says to me whenever I pull it out and clip it to my book and click it on that this hobby of mine this joy that I get from reading this glimmer of having a pile of books beside me. It's like beautiful, wonderful, worth investing in, worth enjoying. I am going to leave it there. These are the three things that are kind of surrounding me. Um, I'm also surrounded by my dogs, and that could be a whole other conversation about how animals ground me and how that was like a, a non-negotiable pre-moving in with my now husband, <laughs> that we would always have pets. We would always have creatures around us. Um, 
we also have house plants around us. There's, you know, there's other directions that I could take this, but I don't want to talk your ear off. I just want to invite you maybe through that little peak. I hope at least one of those resonated with you. Something I said that kind of caught you and made you remember that helps you remember that of course you deserve to be treated like freaking royalty. Of course you do. You are so divine and sacred and powerful and pleasurable and enjoyable. Last year, at the beginning of the year, um, actually around my birthday, I started <laughs> sharing a mantra with myself or like, um, sharing a mantra with myself is kind of a funny way to say that, but reminding myself of like a mantra or affirmation. And it was, I am a fucking delight. And I would use that affirmation whenever I would have those moments of feeling like I wasn't someone worth taking care of, or I wasn't, or, or that like some of these little things that I wanted were silly or downplaying just how different they could make me feel or how different they could make my life function. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Another great example recently is I bought myself earplugs. They just look almost like little earbuds, but they like sit in your ear a little deeper and better. And they are, they block like about 27 decibels. So if I'm ever in like loud places, if I have to like go into the grocery store or, um, yeah, if I have to like wait in line somewhere for a while and there's just going to be like a lot of people like milling about and a lot of noises. I have these little earplugs. We can talk about the whole autism thing some other time. It's probably likely. Um, but that's like another one of those things, like these little earplugs were $20. I can't believe I spent $20 on these tiny little earbud things. But let me tell you, they're life-changing, absolutely life-changing. I can like run errands and not need to take a nap and cry when I come home, which is radical for me. Anyway, now at this point, I truly am rambling. But my point is, some of these things came about not because I just constantly hype myself up, but because I had to get in a habit of reminding myself that I am a fucking delight. I am. I'm such a freaking joy. And anytime I treat myself like I am less than that, there's a part of me that hurts, right? That's the part of me that gets frustrated. And that's the part of me that just goes out and buys silly things that don't actually have meaning because there's actually just, you know, one or two things that I could actually get that would actually make a difference. <laughs> I hope that makes sense. My point is, if you need to, please forever and always remind yourself that you're worth it. Your needs are like so reasonable. They're yours, sure, but they're reasonable. It's so valid that you have them. And you, my dear, you are a fucking delight. So invest in yourself. Take a couple deep breaths. Maybe find those glimmers. Find those little peaks into the things that you love, into the things that make you feel cared for. 
because you should be cared for always. You are a freaking joy. And I'm glad this world has you. This podcast is made entirely possible by Patreon Sacred supporters. If you also consider this work sacred and would like to support the efforts of not only this podcast, but all the other artistic projects that I, Abigail Jewell, have going on, please go to patreon.com slash A-B-I-G-A-I-L-J-E-W-E-L-L, Abigail Jewell. And you can also find the Patreon page by searching for A Stillness. Thanks.